0: Hello, and welcome back to the Flash Flashcast with the season premiere episode for season three. I'm Lisa Schmeiser, and with me at all, as always, is Tony Sindelar. Hello, nerds. And we have a special guest tonight, Jason Snell.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I've always been one of the hosts <laughs> of the Flash Flashcast in this timeline.
0: Maybe he has, ooh. which brings us who, which brings us to one of the foundational premises of tonight's season premiere, which is that Barry—it's it's Barry's world, and everyone else is just living in it. We are, of course, going to start off our Flashcast. With the usual exciting uh, forty-five second recap, can we sum up a forty-five minute TV show in forty-five seconds? And doing the honors tonight, Tony. Let let me know when you're ready for the countdown. I
2: am ready always, but especially right now.
0: All right,
2: three, two, one. So go. So Barry is in an alternate timeline where uh, his parents are alive and well. Everything is great, more or less. Uh, he even gets to go on a half a date with Iris. Uh, a locked-up Eobard Thon warns him that time is going to catch up with him. Uh, Barry basically assembles Team Flash to deal with an evil speedster known as the Rival, uh, but Barry has these visions and eventually breaks down and lets Eobard revert the timeline. Sort of. The end.
0: Wow. That was 25 seconds. Oh my I god. I was training
2: all summer long, so that's... I
0: think. Yeah, I think so. Also, you've, set, you've set a record. I
2: may have missed some important points. The...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there are a few things I wanted to talk about with this episode in general before we head into our general segments. Um, and the thing I wanted to float first and foremost was, did anybody else kind of um, have a moment of, Barry, what the what, when you find out that he's got Eobard Thon in a cage in an abandoned warehouse? Yeah, <laughs> You know, because that seems really Doctor Zoom to me. You know, because I mean, that's exactly what he did with Jay Garrick in season two, and now Barry's doing it.
2: And it even, it even, I mean, probably because they reused some of the set pieces, but it looked a lot like Zoom's kind of cages that he kept people in, uh, with a special plexiglass yes. that dampens that you can't like speed mirage through or speed vibrate through. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, it. That was in kind of a weird like everything's happy go lucky and great, and I get to see my parents and my job's okay, but also I have to go over to the, like, the warehouse district to drop off a cheeseburger every day or so. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yes! And then he threatens to start, he's like, the human body can do without food for three weeks. I'm like, Barry, he's a speedster like you. You guys have crazy high metabolisms. It's a miracle he's not, you know, a starving husk on the ground anyway.
1: Well, he well, doesn't, he like doesn't get much running in, yeah. in that cage, yeah. unless he's running in place or something, which would be really boring. But, all, I mean, yeah. the whole the whole point here is, uh barry is being selfish and feels like he's earned mm-hmm. it but he's not he's not being a hero and I, I like that i like a little bit less that that eobard Thawn has to say many times <laughs> who's the hero now barry uh yeah. <laughs> we get it we get it
0: yeah yeah um so do we want to move into our segments and discuss the episode more fully along those lines and Sh- go from there sure sure let 's do that all right, so first segment of course, is dr. Wells' Wellness check, um, which will be brief. There was none. Nope. Uh, he shows up briefly in barry 's uh, collage of Memories at the very end of the episode, and um, I haven 't slowed down the film and done the the frame by frame analysis yet, but I can 't help but wonder if the lack of Harrison Wells in barry 's parallel universe uh, and the fact that he pops up in barry 's memories i can 't help but wonder if if, the, if these things will lie, are are like laying a foundation later. Mm. So that's the Dr. Wells wellness check from me, your faithful correspondent on the Dr. Wells beat. (laughs) Thank
1: thank you. (laughs) I I, I feel like Dr. Wells, it's becoming a pleasure of the flash to figure out what version of Dr. Wells we'll get. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, you throw parallel universes and timelines in there and anything is possible. And so Mm -hmm. it's fun to play that game. And I think they're playing with us because they know that we are wondering.
2: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because last season we got the Doctor Wells who gradually became a real boy, and the first season we got the Doctor Wells who was in fact Yobard Thon. Um, like sooner or later, are we going to get like the Doctor Wells who who was the Doctor Wells before Yobard Thon sucked out his life essence? Um, or will we get like a different twitchy, edgy Doctor Wells every time? I don't know. Oh. Um,
2: you're you're looking for yeah. like the really mellow Doctor Wells who's just like he does like a lot of yoga and he's just like you know like science is great, but it's not everything, guys. Let's like let's talk it out. Um, <laughs>
1: I would love Let's for go Barry to, to, go, to go to Star Labs in an alternate timeline and discover that he and his wife never had that car crash, and they did invent everything, and they're very happy, mm-hmm. and they've got a, a five-year-old daughter, and uh, it's all cool, and he, everybody likes working with him, and he's not creepy at all
0: yeah that would be, that would would be that. creepy
1: though actually not being creepy and then and then, be creepy. and then
0: barry has to and then barry has to make the decision to rip them all away from it for some greater good <laughs> well, because that is pretty much a lot of barry
1: does. this episode yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah um so there's the whole um i know that so moving on to i know i'm no scientician um were there things that set off anybody else's alarms in this episode or things you're like i'm not sure how that works or i'm not sure why that works um you know, like I, I, I still can't quite understand why Barry lost highly localized memories every time um, he, he used his speed, because, um, you know, he the the show implied pretty heavily he'd been living in La La Land for a couple of months. Mm-hmm.
2: At least one one yeah. one beard length on an, an on Eobard We we don't know exactly what that is, but
1: yeah. Right. Well, I yeah. kept saying three months that yeah. I, you know it's yeah. like his, it's his summer vacation in a parallel timeline yeah. that he created. As you yeah. do.
0: yeah and, and so so presumably he sped around to get Yobar Thawne his um his lunch or his dinner every day or every few days. So he's been speeding. Why does he start losing memories at like the three month mark? Like, is, is it like what happened? I guess. Yeah. Um,
1: See, I, I didn't believe that at all. Cause it, it looked to me yeah. like the way that the script was written. <laughs> he's losing memory sort of when he's in close contact with somebody mm-hmm. and he's thinking a lot about them. And then like in these, in these intense moments and that there's mm-hmm. some connection there. Cause all of the memories he loses are like related to the thing that he's doing yeah. one person he's looking at at that moment. Like, he meets yeah. Cisco
2: and he has all these, like, intense memory flashbacks of, like, his friendship with Cisco. Um, right. mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that felt yeah. like that part of the story. There, there were a lot of things I liked about this, and I was, I was happy that the mm-hmm. Flash was back, but there, there yeah. were some parts of this yeah. that did not hang together. The one that really yeah. kind of got me is, uh, so Wally and the Flash fight the rival, uh, and mm-hmm. Wally gets hurt really bad, and he's not healing for reasons. Like, yeah, yeah. that, that was the one where it's like, I don't like,
0: is there like only a finite amount of speed force or is this the fact that Barry broke a universe? And so laws are suddenly not working anymore or it was a really contrived reason to get Barry to realize that I have to be the hero. Um,
2: I mean, it seemed like they want their, like the timeline is collapsing slash back to the future kind of thing, but it wasn't really mm -hmm. set up. It wasn't really explained. And then. Ultimately, there wasn't really much of a payoff to that. That was that was kind of the yeah. thing that I felt like was weak around this episode, which is unfortunate because like that's the major premise of the episode, right? Is that yeah. you know because there were all these things in here that could have been s- somewhat more interesting, or even like him deciding mm-hmm. that like you know he can't deal with the guilt of how awful Joe's life is in this alternate timeline mm-hmm. for we don't know why you know reasons. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, the, especially the the Wally not healing and being in, I, presumably in, in danger of dying from his injuries uh, for, yeah. uh, for unexplained reasons that that was what kind of lost me in the, like, how does, how does the speed force work again? Um,
0: well, it, it points to like a bigger complaint, not complaint, but a bigger observation where I'm like, Hey, this isn't working for me, which is, um, uh, so why are there always so many speedsters who hate each other? Like wh- why, why is your nemesis always, and also a speeder? And, um, If that's the case, is one of you out of whack with the Speed Force, or is the Speed Force ultimately morally neutral, and they're perfectly okay with, like, depraved psychos running around as fast as the good guys? You know, we we got introduced to the Speed Force in Season 2, and it was implied that the Speed Force actually does have some developed sense of morality and has ways it wants people to use it or not use it, which is how you get the wraiths and so on and so forth. And if that's the case, then why are there always so many speed rivals yeah it it's it's like having it's like having the the jedi Order and the Sith like it makes almost it makes no sense
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean I, I love that you're trying to apply reason to something that I think tony's exactly right is uh that they like literally <laughs> wanted to give Barry that moment where he realizes yeah. that he is living large at the expense of everyone else, uh, except everyone his par- else yeah. except his parents who get to have a mm-hmm. life and i mean that That's, okay, this is when Lauren and I were watching this, this was our, our whole conversation was like, first off, who made Barry God? I guess the answer there is the Speed Force did, because mm-hmm. Barry now <laughs> has the ability to change all of reality. And, the wormhole and aliens and have
2: spoken. They, and you know. he's,
1: he's, he's choosing between sort of timeline A and timeline B. But yeah. uh, people, different people are dead in both the timelines, so I'm not sure, short of something like really terrible happening, like when he went back in time because of the tidal wave that was going to kill everybody mm-hmm. in Central City, that he's choosing between two different realities. One of them is not necessarily any better than the other, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And then if you think about it, it's really he's choosing between timeline B and timeline C because presumably there's a timeline A in which Eobard Thon never came back in time and killed his mom. And that's yeah. one we've never seen that he's sort of trying to get back to, even though we've never seen it. And that's probably the real timeline is before Eobard Thawn started this little war that they've got going on. So I don't know. It just it seemed weird to me that that in the end, Wally getting kind of like a stick through his his <coughs> chest was the reason yeah. that he, he decided to give it all up instead of something more dramatic like iris dying or joe dying or everybody yeah. dying and, or or his time parents wraiths. getting
2: killed by yeah. or, or it, time wraiths time wraiths. Yeah, like, there, that, yeah that was the thing because there were last no time wraiths either i i assume yeah. time wraiths are expensive um because they're fancy cgi but like that was the big thing that kind of didn't make sense last season like that yeah. should have shown up right it's it's like those should be like haunting him and yeah uh, and, yeah and not just
0: because if you're because if you're monkeying with a timeline and people are alive who shouldn't be alive, and and people are, and so on and so forth, then the time rates should be down with it. And um, I just, like you said, I keep trying to apply logic to this, and it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> and it's, it's basically Barry Allen's It's a Wonderful Life. And the question is, haven't we seen that before in other episodes? Like, they, we had a whole season two where there was Earth, Earth, Earth? Earth 1 and Earth Prime or Earth, one, or Earth 1A Earth one or whatever, where you know Barry meets his non-superpowered self and his non-superpowered self is married to Iris and is all very happy. And that was his Barry It's a Wonderful Life episode. Right. And then he has the Barry It's a Wonderful Life alternate universe. And I guess the question is, and I don't know if the show's dancing around it or if the writers are even aware of it. I guess the question is, why is Barry so desperately unhappy with the world he lives in now, where he keeps creating... Or he keeps embracing these opportunities to jump into the coulda, woulda, shouldas. So I think,
1: I mean, so I'm a, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. And one of the oh, core yeah. conceits of Spider-Man is that he actually acts a lot like Barry does in this episode and mm-hmm. thinks he's got it made in the shade. And then something terrible happens and he realizes this. In that case, his uncle gets killed. and He's like, oh, with great power comes great responsibility. I'm going to yeah, have to live filthy. up to his. Okay, it's a great lesson. I feel like that we're sort of seeing that with Barry, where this mm-hmm. is the lesson Barry had to learn. Because Barry, his whole life has been like, especially since he found out what happened to his mom, but even when it was sort of a mystery, that's like, this is the thing in my life that's wrong. And, and that the reason my life isn't better, even if my life is pretty good, but like there's something wrong because of what happened to my mom. And I think what they're trying to do, and I think this episode really tried to do it, and we'll probably mm-hmm. have some meaningful emotional scenes next week about this, is have Barry realize that the life he's living and the path he's on is the mm-hmm. is the right one even though bad yeah. things happened in his past. And I I think that might actually be good cuz for the first 2 years this has been a burden for Barry about mm-hmm. like oh if I could only use my power to change the past. And the, and what the show's trying to say I think is you can't. You shouldn't. In fact, you never know what might happen if you change it. You are who you are now because of the sum of the things that happened in your life. Mhm. Yeah. That's my that's my Barry. That's my theory is no, that is that yeah. this is like the root cause of Barry being who he is, and he can't change it.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I hope it comes down to that because uh, I don't know how many more alternate universes
1: <laughs> I, know, I right? want
0: to see. I'm getting a little tired of them. Um, <laughs> and this is some, from somebody who likes old history, but well, uh,
1: at the end of this episode. So I, I think this maybe in the mm-hmm. scientist se- segment is when we should talk about this. At the end of the episode, yeah. right? We he returns mm-hmm. to his regular timeline. Except something's broken, and and -hmm. and it's not all quite right. And there are other time Mm -hmm. travel shows on. There's another time travel show that premiered this week that actually has a very similar Mm -hmm. kind of premise. I'm not going to name the names, and that's how I'm going to avoid spoilers. But it's the same idea where they sort of fix the past, but not quite right. Mm -hmm. And then they come back to the present and find out that everything is a little bit wrong. But it's like it's sort of like "Eh, close enough. And and I'm wondering (laughs) what's going to happen here. Which is, (laughs) is this now going to be a show where Barry keeps like tinkering with the past because of the butterfly effect? Or are they going to yeah. kind of just say, look, it's slightly different. Like there was a season of Fringe, I think, where they did that, where mm-hmm. things things were not quite right, but close enough. Let's just say that it, this is what it is now. I don't know. Yeah. It's because they're, they're, it's a big can of worms that they've opened with the, the timeline yeah. being not quite right and Iris being mad at her dad and who knows what else is going on. And are, are we going to spend this whole season seeing variations on timelines like we saw parallel universes last year i kind of hope not
2: i hope not also that would be not i mean i I guess we can talk at at length about what we would and and would like to see and not like to see in season three Mm -hmm. i don't want to see a ton of that maybe a little bit of that would be fun but i don't want to see a ton of that i'm also i mean i'm just i'm kind of disappointed that there's a new speedster villain uh, I thought uh, that would be, again, yeah. I, th- I think we've been to that well about so, one and a half too many times now. So
1: is it, yeah. is it not, now in this episode we've got the rival though, is that mm-hmm. not just Weather Wizard?
2: No, it's a different guy.
1: It's a different guy who's yeah. just named
2: Weather Wizard by Super Sisko. No, no, yeah, by Super Sisko, because okay, he's a different yeah. guy and he, speaking
0: and, he, of, and he makes the big deal of,
2: of taking off his mask mm-hmm. so that we can recognize yeah. him in that uh, last scene where he wakes up yeah. back in the other universe. and he, As has Alchemy. Uh, well, I think, uh, I think that that's Alchemy talking to him.
0: Uh, I think okay. he's
2: still the rival. Everybody uh. needs an invisible right. friend. Yeah.
0: yeah. So speaking of, let's go to the shut up Cisco segment, because <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of material to mine here. Um, I, I watched him. Do, first of all, the ac- Car- Carlos Valdez. Carlos Valdez, that's the actor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, d- he did a great job creating a Cisco who had just enough of the core characteristics to be somewhat recognizable. But, um, was, was a real jerk. And, and I, I spent a lot of time trying to think, okay, which billionaires is he supposed to be modeled on? Is he supposed to be modeled on the Oculus dude who's funding an army of, of trolls? Is he is he based on the dude who decided to jack up the prices of life-saving drugs? Is he, is he based on the dude that had the Lord of the Rings wedding? Like, how many jerk
2: billionaires? Is, well, he did seem he- to affect a kind of New York, New Jersey-style accent for some of his lines, uh-huh. which I was confused yeah. about how the timeline had resulted in that, oh, but. <laughs> but maybe it's just an, an, an affectation program. of of Jerky Cisco. Is it that, mm. that's uh-huh. that's how he thinks successful billionaires yeah. talk? Um, yep. So he went to billionaire yeah. camp, yeah, in New
1: Jersey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe I'm in not. this universe, New Jersey is nothing but in a fancy mm-hmm. enclosure where they had the, the most dangerous game. But um, it was interesting how um, he mentions I did my part for Queen and Country, and that. The reason that perked up for me is, is I was like, that's unusual phrasing. And, um, it seems to, I was like, is, is that reference Oliver Queen? And I don't feel like we got enough of this alternate universe to find out, but that made me perk up. I also thought it was interesting how he's got a weirdly antagonistic relationship where he's like, fine, I made you a suit. That's it. I don't want to be, I don't want to help you fight crime. I just want to be in my, my giant ugly building with my smoothie bar. <laughs> Never, never bothering me again. And um, they don't bother... Uh, there's not a whole lot to explain the animosity there, but I wanted to get everybody else's takes on uh, billionaire Cisco. I think, and, uh, and I think he's, his, his he's really smart,
1: because what he's basically saying is, oh, you know, speedsters... You, he says at one point, like, they're going to stick their vibrating hand into you and, and kill you or cut off your arm, and I don't like that, <gasps> so don't do that, oh.
0: right? <laughs> Whoa, that's a great callback
1: to season one,
0: isn't it? Right. So I
1: think Mm -hmm. I, I think Cisco somehow knows. Like, just basically, this Cisco is like, don't even get involved because it's too dangerous. So like, I'll I'll do exactly as little as I need to do, but just leave me out of it. Right. Like, I'll I'll fund some of your stuff, Mm -hmm. but don't bring me into this because bad stuff follows you guys around, which you can't deny. That's accurate. (laughs)
2: I felt I felt bad that that his you know he's still in Star Labs and even though like they put in some chairs in the horrible concrete hallways it's still like I you know like this is this is ultimate that success a classic that it is, is a, not yeah. a classic I mean that I guess it doesn't a, have a Home giant Star hole well, they spent so
0: much on that they spent so much on that set they have to they have to just repurpose it whenever possible
1: I just, in every you know. universe there is a there is a Star Labs building with that glass wall yeah every universe
0: yeah so there's that. But, uh, yeah, it's it was the biggest one. Um, the bi- Well, there, there were a bunch of changes that were obviously meant to throw Barry off his rocker. Um, and it's kind of odd that, again, the same guy who spends a lot of Season 1 and Season 2 establishing that the Star Labs crew is his crew and they're his friends. Like, the fact that he hasn't been curious as to what Cisco and Caitlin are up to in his Brave New Universe is a little weird. Yeah, for three but, months. Um,
2: and he, did, he has is apparently yeah. even oblivious to the fact that his friend is uh, the richest man in the world. Like that yeah. was the like you've been here for three months <laughs> you know like like pick like, up a newspaper give, <laughs> um,
0: yeah given human curiosity i mean what's to say if if i were plopped into an alternate universe that hinged on something in my past being completely different i would be on google like 24 7 what just, happened to this person where are they now <laughs> barry's just he's doing
2: a lot of brunch with the parents um, yeah, <laughs> you know he's just yeah. he's just he's not getting out a lot Still holding down a job—that's—that's that's kind of funny. Is not it? his utopian timeline, he still still has to clock yeah. in. Um, you know.
0: I know. Like, why why didn't he use his his utopian timeline to do something? It's it's maybe we're supposed to be charmed or touched that his 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 dreams are really so small when you think about it. It's just I want I want to live in my parents and have my mom drop incredibly unsubtle hints about me moving out. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> You know, the fact that he did not know what anybody was up to until, I guess, he noticed that the sp- that that uh, Kid Flash was overmatched or what mm-hmm. have you. Um, but we find out that basically he's been spending three months stalking Iris in a coffee shop.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and what's worse is his parents know he's been stalking <laughs> Iris in a coffee shop, which just, Barry, alternate universe, you created a timeline here. What? But, um... Yeah, it's. It, I, I like the Caitlyn stuff. I liked what they did with her where, you know, she, am I kidnapped? Am I kidnapped? And she's still, she's still a
1: totally competent medical professional yeah. who somehow has the ability to come up with these ideas about things that are kind yeah. of outside her domain, which is a, a nice wink at the fact that that's basically Caitlyn's character is that she's mm-hmm. yeah. capable in 80 different areas. And what
0: Honestly. I liked is that she's a pediatric pediatric ophthalmologist, yeah. and so it's it's literally like the like the, the character with a heart of gold, so this is a, also a great way of um either deflecting the suspicion that in other universes she's always going to be killer Frost right. or perhaps pointing out that killer Frost is like worst case scenario, Caitlin Snow, but the rest of the time she's just a pretty awesome mm-hmm. individual.
2: maybe she's happily married to someone who's not dead, so
0: <laughs> that might be po- yeah exactly Imagine. Since it went way- yeah, be nice, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or she's not dating somebody who turns out to be his own evil twin. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean you have to admit her luck has not been great. Um, and speaking of that, we can talk about uh, the dilated iris segment because uh, I liked Iris. I liked sassy Iris in the alternate timeline. Yeah. Like she was great. Like when she's when she tells Barry, she's like, "You're really cute, but you you, you need to start talking a little slower." And <laughs> I she's, like their She's always. Yeah, I did too. And she she's always in control of and command of a situation. She's got a relationship with her dad in hand. She knows her own mind. Like, this is the Iris I would like to see in what I think of as our timeline in our show. As opposed to the Iris we get a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, this is... I, I hate to think that it's because this Iris has no um. There's no consequences to this Iris. Because she's going to yeah. get erased when they do the, uh, the timeline switch at the end of the episode. But she was great. Mm-hmm. I liked the whole thing. I liked her confidence w- with Barry. Um, I'm not sure, like, like uh, Tony said, I'm not sure that Barry's nervousness with her makes any sense at all, since he no, knows her doesn't. incredibly well, even if she doesn't know him, and that for yeah. him to like be afraid to walk up to her makes sense if Barry's not Barry anymore, but it, it's our Barry, so it, it shouldn't make mm-hmm. any sense uh, that he would do that. So I, I didn't get that, but I really liked her and how she interacts with him and how you get that sense, like, oh, yes, you know, we've got a, we've got a connection on some level. Um, I thought that was good. And I also really just mm-hmm. enjoyed the moment where, where like, they didn't, grow, they didn't grow up together. It was like, well, oh, this is a lot less awkward this way.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's less creepy. There, that said, there's a really creepy Stephen King story. Um, I think the title's called I Know What You Need, where it turns out that a young woman's boyfriend has, in fact, been fixated on her since elementary school. And has actually learned like voodoo to get what he wants. And, you know, Barry's, Barry's pursuit of Iris does not come off as especially romantic. <laughs> it comes off as slightly creepy. But
2: he does steal her wallet in order to have an excuse to talk to her.
0: Yeah, he's <gasps> adorably creepy, um, you know, I guess is the thing you're like, oh, you, you're creepy, but it's adorable. And again, Iris is really awesome, and in, in this alternate universe, and you can understand why he's bananas about her. And when you do take out the brother sister subtext, it gets a whole lot more acceptable. So
2: I, I did notice he chose not to mention that when they're like, "What are we in yeah. that other world?" And it's like, well, it's you know, like beyond definition, and it's like that's a that that's a cough out. So.
1: I thought he was going to say it's complicated because boy, is it complicated! Complicated, yeah, it is. Yeah, I but didn't I, really. I like to- I like them together. I, I thought that I thought yeah. that was good. I wish that yeah. they would they would fully embrace, like, this kind of banter in, with the real Iris. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot.
1: I didn't and,
2: really like uh, her, like, cosmic love knowledge, and I know that, like, this alternate universe, the, the universe we're in is wrong because my heart tells me that it's wrong. <laughs> or, yeah, well. Yeah, uh, uh, well. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess the idea is that Iris is supposed to be his, his North Star, I, and, yeah. uh... You know, and in in the Barry Prime universe, whatever it is, it's like that because she she's known him since before powers, and she's and she knows him inside out. Mm-hmm. She believes in the best Barry possible. So since there are none of those home field advantages in this one, maybe it's all well. I just don't feel like it's right. Um, that said, I did also like that she's got a very strong sibling relationship with Wally, and I would love to see that dynamic extended back in the back in the old country, as it were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll probably find out the estrangement doesn't doesn't lend itself to that for some reason. But uh, I liked him as siblings. I thought it was very plausible. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So there was that. Um, so I am thrilled to introduce a new segment that Jason suggested called "Parents Just Don't Understand."
1: <laughs> it's just it's just the parallel uh, timeline version of yeah. uh, the My Three Dads. <laughs> it's like my my one mom and my one dad. <laughs> it sounds yeah. sort of so boring. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and how, how Barry's parents are like, you know, son, you are 28, you could move. Yeah, you have, that-
2: <laughs>
1: you have a job.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: a great, that's a, just a funny little moment where they're like, please, please, there, I, you know, I hear there's a basement available, <laughs> someone else's yeah. house, you sign mm-hmm. up for that, Barry. but uh, And you also get the sense that he's, I mean, obviously he's been drinking it in for these three months, he has spent every available moment he's had with his parents. Mm-hmm. And so they are probably ready for him to go away out millennials, leave the house out. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah,
0: you know, your, your mom and I were looking forward to having an empty nest. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So leave the nest already. But, um, but mm-hmm. it was, ador- I, I loved, I loved seeing this, right. We, we get a chance to see the ideal Barry parent configuration that he thinks of. Mm-hmm. We get to see the mom and the dad. And it's another, another variation for John Wesley ship to play. And the mom gets to do something yeah. that isn't dying on a floor. And, uh, I thought it was all kind of adorable. And, and uh and yeah i i love that the the worst thing is um that that is in their relationship is that they just love him so much but he needs to move out he he needs to leave the nest and it's just uh it's it's just very sweet because that is this is why he did all of this right so to have it mm-hmm. not be like moi i changed the timeline to be with my parents but they really suck like no yeah. it, it's great and yeah you know this and that makes it harder when he goes and at the end, it's the, there's the creepy goodbye where she's like, you're scaring me, Barry. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Well, it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not fine, Barry. You're a terrible liar. You're very bad at yeah. this. Stop it.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was, that, was, that was really awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, mom, you'll never, get, you'll never live to be this old. So, yeah. bye. Barry's
1: ba- so Lauren turned to me um, after the show was over and said, uh, Barry's really bad at his job. And and I said, I think that's true. I think Barry's not a very good hero, and he doesn't really know what he wants. But I think that's—I think it's purposeful, right? Like Barry can't quit Mm -hmm. being the Flash. He's the Flash. Somebody else doesn't have the powers. He has the powers. He needs to do this. Mm -hmm. He's trying to figure it out. He sometimes makes bad decisions. The decision at the end of the season finale last year was a really bad decision, and now he has to learn about that he's that he screwed this up, and. And so, yeah, he is—he is kind of bad at his job. He's bad at lying uh, at, to people, and he's <laughs> yeah. really bad at telling his parents, like, no, no, everything's fine. Here, Iris, who I barely know, or who, who barely knows me, come to my uh, parents' house when I tell them goodbye for the last time before that they- I go yeah, back in time and that's... they die. Weird. Come on, Barry.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Weird. No>, it's. <sighs> I I I. I think the reason I was struggling with this one as well is um. I also don't like what they do with Joe in the alternate timeline because uh. th- well, this is like the second timeline in a row where we discover that um, without Joe's opportunity to adopt Barry as a child, like in adulthood, he's always going to have some sort of like big conflict. Because uh, remember in um, the Earth Prime thing last year, he he liked Iris well enough, but there was a lot of tension because he didn't, he didn't like Barry. He was unhappy with how Iris had married. That was introducing tension to their relationship. And now in this timeline, for reasons that are unexplained and unexplored, he's a drunk and his children don't like him very much. And he's, he hates his job and he's on the verge of losing a job he hates anyway. And I just keep wondering, why do you have to, to to punish Joe like this? Is this, is this because, is this to twist the knife further in Barry with, well, you can have one parent back, but, oh, I guess it means you just don't love another one that much. You know? I, I I feel like Joe got the short end of the stick there, and um, it might have been a little bit too graphic on the "you know, Barry, your decisions have consequences" uh, trope. But yeah, um,
1: and, and that was
0: my feeling on it. You can't have
1: mm-hmm. it, you know. You can't have it both ways. But with Joe, Joe's uh, are, is the show really saying that if Joe hadn't adopted mm-hmm. Barry, that Joe's life would have been a disaster? Because that seems kind of weird to me, and not consistent with the yeah. Joe we know, who's really got it together. So yeah. I, I, I get, I kind of get why they they did it. Also, I really like, there is a moment that is like, the, that's the Joe I know, where he mm-hmm. says, look, Barry, if you think that I'm trying to lose my job, why would you save me yeah. from mm-hmm. losing it? Like, which was yeah. really good. It's like, if I'm being self-destructive here and I don't like my job, wh- why are you trying to help by having me keep the job I hate? And it's like, you know, even, even drunk, depressed Joe uh, mm-hmm. makes a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, let him, do
0: his, just... let him do what he wants. Yeah, I just, I I feel like the drunk Joe was kind of a misstep, especially when you consider that the Joe, you consider that the Joe of the past seasons, this is the same guy who every time Barry has the big moral crisis, Joe is the guy who walks him through it selflessly. in the anchor. Because remember in season one, when Barry had to, you know, run the laps and he talks to all three of his dads and John Wesley Shipp was like, I don't want you in danger, Barry, because he's, you know, he's, he's attached that way. and slash uh, the the Wellesian version of Yobard marathon is all of course I want you to do it and uh, Joe was like well Barry you know I want you to listen to your conscience because ultimately you're the only one who can live with this decision no one can tell you what to do and that's like the most dad thing you can possibly do mm-hmm. and then in season two we find out that he made he, we find out that he made a massive screw up when he told Iris that her mom was dead but then we also find out that he had had to make some really tough decisions about do I raise my daughter in the house with somebody who's an active addict or do I definitively move to to end this relationship and shoulder the consequences silently all by myself for years, which he did. And then when they finally came exploding out, he owned it and he worked hard on his relationship with Wally. And um, again, he, he was like dadding it up big time in season two. And it's just weird to me that. Despite having had two kids in, in this parallel universe, something happened that knocked him adrift and made him a really bad father.
2: Yeah, and it <laughs> and, seemed like
0: And I feel like the I feel like they're trying to underline that, you know, perhaps Barry parenting Barry, like taking in Barry and parenting him was what kept him from sliding into self pity or whatever he would have slid into after he booted his ex wife out the door. Oh. Cause I think the drunkenness has something to do with his would have had something to do with his wife um, since obviously he's known about Wally in this universe and he raised Wally. So there implies some sad ending to him, not implies there suggests some sad ending to the marriage there. But I I think they're also trying to make the point that, well, if you don't have Barry to, to focus your, I am a good person and I can do this. um, And this is my salvation. This is my redemption. Then he he can spiral into self-loathing and alcoholism. I, I I did not care for that part.
2: <laughs> it yeah. seemed weird given that, like, I mean, you you would think it would be, like, Wally would have the role in his life that Barry did, right? I mean, and, and Wally becomes the Flash, and, and he could be the mentor to him. And I don't know, it, it felt like an incomplete thread, right? Like, like it seemed like the parallel should have been, like, something really horrible happens to Joe in this episode. And that's the thing that forces Barry to realize that he has to undo this, right? Um Yeah. So I, I don't know I, I have a lot of thoughts I'm on, on saving for the, the uh, about why they did this flash version of Flashpoint this way that and what I don't super care for about it but yeah
0: yeah so, so yeah it's um now that we've gotten through parents just don't understand and can I just tell you it makes me so sad to know that we're not ever going to be able to break out my three dads again <laughs> because even with Barry back That's in this current time. Yes, even with Barry back in his current incarnation, he's, he's down to one dad.
2: You never For know. Lots of reasons. Anything could happen. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, unless a couple of Wells pop in and, yeah. and, you know, he's got confusing scientist twin well, foster dads. I think he's but...
1: going to, well, I mean, you could argue that he's going to have, he's still got Joe, and then he's going to have yeah. some parallel Wells, who's going to be his science dad again as a mentor mm-hmm. figure. And now he's going to have possibly superhero mentor figure dad. Which is uh, which which is oh, Jay Garrick, Jay Garrick from Jay the, Garrick. From the all- yeah. parallel universe, who's also John yeah. Wesley Ship, and so you know he may just he, the the dads keep circulating, but maybe there's always three.
0: Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> would that's positively mythic. Yeah, that's, I think that's, they have different that's, hats, that's but it's delicious. the same same three
2: th- same three faces. You know,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think Barry I needs a mentor, idea. a superhero mentor. Yeah. So if Jay Garrick ends up being that, then great. But that's probably mm-hmm. a season three projection yeah yeah
0: well that's the that's the thing is um one of my favorite things about flash in season one was were, were the arrow crossovers especially when oliver's like it is not enough to be fast you really have to learn how to fight and and oliver did his best to try and train him up a little bit i i had enjoyed that somebody actually pointed out to him that you know look this is do not count on your your extra your, your supernatural talent being everything to you and i like the idea of an older speedster who you know is not evil like dr zoom was who who can do that so i hope you're right jason that would be great let's hope um let's hope yeah um so let's see uh tony i want to move into the segment you suggested which is what's the flashpoint so take it away
2: so uh my thoughts for this segment um this episode is called Flashpoint, which is clearly a reference to the famous uh, event in the comics. Which is also there's an animated movie based on it called The Flashpoint, or the the animated movie is mm-hmm. The Flashpoint Paradox. And for we've talked about it before on the podcast, but for people who uh, need a refresher on that, uh, it's basically a big reset point in the DC universe. And the idea is that there's basically we see what the world is like uh, without the Flash, because Barry goes back in time and keeps his mom from getting killed, and he wakes up in. The new alternate timeline, and he's kind of he's aware of the past, uh, but the timeline is very different. Uh, There's in fact like a war between like the Amazons and the uh, uh, whatever Aquaman's people are called. That's like destroying half the world. Atlantean. Atlanteans, sorry. Um, It's too bad it's not Amazons versus
0: mermaids. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Um. You know, his mom's alive and well, and he's still got his job, but he doesn't have his powers. And Iris is married to somebody else. And so it's mm-hmm. like, he's got his mom, but he's not the the Flash anymore, and, like, the world is a fundamentally worse place. Um, so it's interesting in that this episode is clearly a reference to that, but they didn't, I mean, they, they threw a lot of that away. And, like, I knew we were not going to see a war between the Atlanteans and the Amazons, because those, those characters haven't been introduced in the show, and that sounds very expensive mm-hmm. to show on TV. Um, but I feel like they could have done a version of, uh, like... The world is worse here even though you have your parents uh and they didn't really do that Mm -hmm. like like central city is pretty similar to how it was uh you know with barry um and even the the big thing was uh he still has his powers which he's just kind of using uh he's no longer he hasn't been a hero for three months but he's still zipping around when he like doesn't want to take the bus i guess um Mm -hmm. and he has
0: to feed the guy he keeps in a cage
2: yeah so I yeah. I mean I, I knew they were gonna have to strip a huge amount of that just in terms of like, you know, what what would take a two hour movie versus what you can do in a forty five minute TV episode that doesn't can't depict a war and can't have a cast of thirty characters with references to every minor DC character ever. Um but I still feel like they they really weakened a lot of the drama just by like him still having his powers, uh and, and the fact that like it's not that, like, he's going to be erased from history or that the timelines are collapsing or colliding with each other and, like, this is the end of the world. And, like, that is eventually the, the conclusion of, of Flashpoint, is, like, the world ends unless the Flash goes back and resets the timeline to how it's supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. Or or even, like, I thought, like, well, if they're not going to do any of that, we'll see some time rates, So th- I guess that was kind of disappointing. And, and, you know, I, I think we, we, we speculated last season that, like, Probably they're not going to spend forever in this uh, this alternate timeline, but it just it felt a little weak with the the forty minutes they spent, and and some of that seemed like budget, and some of that just seemed kind of like not super inspired um, yeah. storytelling. Because it it seems like you know that we had these little things where like different characters were different, but like I don't know, I felt like Central City without the Flash should be pretty different. Um, uh, but mm-hmm. I you well, know I, I the, guess Kid the, Flash is really picking Flash. up the slack. Yeah, <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like, um, and we touched on it a couple of times, yeah. that what's going on here is almost like I mean, you, you, wanted, you wanted things to be worse, right? You wanted him to pay a mm-hmm. bigger price. And instead, everything's kind of awesome until the very end when he realizes that he's, first off, that he's going to forget everything. And second, you know, Wally gets hurt and Joe is in a bad place. And, and these are the things that kind of push him over the edge. And we ask the question sort of like, is that really the, the, you know, that's what gets him to change his mind? Uh, whereas and you know if he, you know, regretted the, his whole decision are all along. The pretty tiny. And I yeah. would
2: even say the execution of that final scene, because like, he mm-hmm. collapses, and that allows Eobard to go and reset stuff. Right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. thought we were going to see the scene where he goes back in time and waves off himself, right? Or, right. or stops himself from beating up reverse flash, right? And that's not what yeah. it is. It's it's like, he collapses and like Eobard's like, well, you left this door open, I'm going to go take care of this now. Like, all of this happens through Barry's inaction at the end, even, which even, like, I feel like that strips it of even further drama. Um, Yeah, yeah,
0: I I had really high hopes for the whole Flashpoint thing, because I do love that in the um, comics—here I go, spoiling a comic that's been out for Um, years—in the comics, he is depowered, and a, a pretty significant plot arc is him trying to figure out how to get his powers back, and there is a not insignificant amount of suffering involved. And um, it's it's a trial. And I thought that it would be kind of interesting to have Barry try to figure that out in this world with people he doesn't have any social capital with and doesn't know. And so that opportunity has been, you know, shelved for now. And um, also, like you said, it's not like the world was an appreciably worse place thanks to decisions he had made. Whereas in the Flashpoint comic, it's, it's oh God, things are awful. London's underground. Um, you know, Atlanteans are bonkers. And uh, none of that here. And granted, we haven't met an army of mermen. Merman, pop. Merman. And um, we, we don't have Wonder Woman because she's part of the, the filmic universe, but they, they're, they're, the, the stakes were really low for what happened with mm-hmm. Barry messing with the timeline. And, um, I'm bugged by Yobard Thon because he was wiped out of existence at the end of season one. Him coming back and monkeying around with stuff in season two, still, I still give the hairy eyeball to that. Um, if he's been bopping around through time, and again, there's Speed Force stuff here where I don't understand why the Speed Force hasn't come down with with the, the Wrath Hammer on him when they were so intent on Doctor Zoom, on Doctor Zoom, who was in a parallel planet, by the way, like. There's just a lot about this that doesn't make sense. It felt very truncated. Yeah. The stakes were the stakes were super low. And um, part of me is like, well done, writers, for working up a bunch of comics nerds all summer and then, you know, taking 42 minutes to resolve it. Yeah. But um, part of me is like, well, I, I kind of hope they strip the Flashpoint um, comics for parts and come back to Barry being depowered. Because like one of the most, again, I, I feel like one of the most powerful things in the comics is Barry is depowered. Barry has no friends that he can turn to in this situation. Barry needs to get his powers back, and the journey that he goes on to get there, and the suffering he has to go through, and the persistence um, defines him as, like, it, it basically sets the tone for everything he's going to do in the back half of that story arc, and we don't have much of a sense of Barry as a person here, other than it occurs to him dimly in some sort of, oh, it was a bad idea kind of way. That maybe he shouldn't have been living in La La Land for three months, but he doesn't. He doesn't move out of it for, for any other significant reason other than I feel bad. My friend, dish person, has something in their chest, and also I'm losing my mind. <laughs> so, so Barry in in
1: yeah. the Flashpoint comic, which I've read a couple of times, um, mm-hmm. you know the, the whole idea there is that he, he he originally he got the powers as an accident, and now he has to mm-hmm. he has to choose to risk his yeah. life in order mm-hmm. to become the Flash in order to undo what's been done. And that, yeah. that is an interesting bit of character advancement that now he has to choose who mm-hmm. he wants to be and uh, that he wants to be the Flash. It isn't chosen for him. And here, yeah. you know, we don't it, it's it's defanged and we don't really get yeah. it. I have some threes. I wanted
2: I wanted an hour and a half of them on all the like burning warehouse sets that they have still kicking around from Legends of Tomorrow. I yeah, wanted, or, you know, or, or, right? <laughs> I wanted I wanted fun. Robert Queen to have to help him get his powers back through. Something yeah. uh, I wanted him Something to have to hideous, eventually cross yes. paths with Supergirl. I mean, th- like these mm-hmm. are all the right. things I want, and maybe you know, again, I wanted. T- ca- there is I wanted this, Citizen like, Cold. Yeah, I
0: wanted Citizen Cold because right. that to me is one of my favorite elements in the Flashpoint comics. Is that Leonard Snart? is a good guy who's fighting valiantly. And to watch Barry realize that in this universe he's the bad guy thanks to selfish decisions he's made, that would have been awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: right? Um, and, you know, my my mom yeah. and dad survive, but at what cost? All this terrible yeah. cost and it's sort of like a clear decision he has to make to get out of his uh yeah. selfishness and go mm-hmm. back and 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 sacrifice for the greater good. Yeah. But you know, what we got in this episode, I think not so much that. I do wonder mm-hmm. If there's more to be dropped here, and I—that's—that's that's the yeah. thing that's tickling in the back of my head about stuff like about the fact that Wally gets hurt but doesn't die, the fact that Barry collapses and then Thawne takes him away—is mm-hmm. it was hard for me to not watch some of those things that seemed a little mystifying and like why would you do it that way? And not partially because of how we saw season two go down. I think in the back of my mind, I wonder if they're leaving a plot line open for like because yeah. in, in another um in another flash comic there's this whole thing about how how wally like comes back in time or is like a ghost person and nobody can see him and he sacrifices himself and i started to wonder are they gonna have like the alt timeline wally like who was injured and but not dead like is he gonna come back and is that gonna be a ramification of the flashpoint thing did eobard do something wrong? I don't know whether they'll pay any of this off or whether they just put it in the bin at the end of the episode, but I was trying to understand why they made some of those strange choices. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. the best I could come up with is that maybe they're leaving some story options open, or they already have a plan to revisit some of these moments. And, and that's why they feel weird. I don't know.
0: So, so here's something that, um, I found really intriguing too, is, uh, Yobard mentions repeatedly in this episode that he can't kill Barry as much as he'd like to. And he also talks about how they have the mutual enemy of time, which is collapsing in on them. And um, he seems to be like he gives the impression that he's monkeyed with timelines before and Mm -hmm. it's not worked out and things like that. And I'm trying to figure out the question I have is how much of this is Yobard trying to get into Barry's head? And how much of this is him? Like, when are we going to get the reveal where he's like, "I've gone back in time and killed you, Barry"? And trust me, it makes the world a worse place, and I hate that. And so, well, I, I had to do
1: this. Isn't the mm-hmm. Zooms or not Zooms? Uh, Eobard's uh, Reverse Flash origin is that he won. He was the biggest fan of the Flash, and he knows yeah. the whole, whole yeah. history of the Flash. So the Flash, mm-hmm. he, he can't exist if the Flash doesn't exist because yeah. he is. You know, he wouldn't be the world's biggest Flash fan and become the Reverse Flash in that way. I do think. For Doctor Who fans out there, I think Eobard Thawne is like this show's River Song. I think the whole point here mm-hmm. is that they're meeting, they're meeting it out of sequence, and that the first time we saw Eobard Thawne was his final gambit, and they killed yeah. him at the end of it. They destroyed him by Eddie through Eddie's sacrifice. And when we saw him last season, it was it was mentioned in dialogue. It's basically like you know he Ooh, doesn't 26-E? He yeah. doesn't realize mm-hmm. what his fate is because. Mm-hmm. This isn't him yet. This is from earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know, it goes back. We're going to eventually, if the show continues, we're probably going to see Barry go to the future and first meet Eobard Thawne and see why he grows to hate him. And I think we're going to just keep seeing him. So, we you know, we know his fate, but we're not done with him because he came back later, mm-hmm. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> time travel. What it, you're
2: gonna yeah. do? Time, tra- time It's travel.
0: like it's like he, he's kind of scrambled. There, yeah. we, I yeah. feel like we should get like a time a, a whiteboard at this point and just kind of map what we know about
1: Eobard, Eobard th- <laughs> on flowchart. And well, they do yeah, that. I mean, just... yeah, in the episode, you know, mm-hmm. many Flash episodes contain people drawing, including this one, on glass or a whiteboard to try and explain the plot of the episode, which is quite a time yeah. saver. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's um. Yeah, I I don't want to say I'm disappointed because I feel like there's enough narrative hooks for us to revisit. I mean, we've got like what another 22 episodes to see how this season plays out.
1: Plenty of time. And
0: yeah, there's plenty of time. And um
1: in fact, you could argue, I mean, I I know you you guys want to talk about season 3. You could argue that this is like mm-hmm. a, an episode 0. This is like yeah. your your ramifications of last season. Uh, Mm -hmm. of that final cliffhanger decision, but in some ways, maybe thematically it sets us off. Maybe there will be some dangling plot threads, but it kind of feels like let's do this kind of fun one-off story basically, and Mm -hmm. then we'll deal with the rest of the season later because essentially other than that last scene, like this episode has, could have nothing to do with anything that happens Mm -hmm. in season three. It's just a little standalone premiere thing. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I do find it darkly amusing that Barry is the one who keeps getting flung into parallel universes and, and goes back in time and so on and so forth. When he is inhabiting the same fictional universe as Oliver Queen, who would probably love nothing more than to go back and change a boatload of decisions. and yeah. And, uh,
1: you
0: but know, I mean, I, I can just see Oliver has the wisdom to... <laughs> to know
1: that he just needs to live the life that he's living and not try to mess yeah. with time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it will- ugh. <laughs> I don't know how he, I don't know how he would do if he if he came face to face with like Tommy. But um, it it is kind of funny that Barry is the one who just keeps getting caught in like the spin cycle of 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 chronological mm-hmm. time. <laughs> so, so, you know, I have to I was glad to see the show back. Um, oh, yeah. I missed it, you know, and it was fun. Uh, that said, I'm sure everybody else has season three hopes and hopes and dreams. Um, and my biggest is that I hope that Caitlin and Iris are both done by done well by this year, because last year was a huge disappointment with how they chose to handle um, the women on this show. The Flash has an enormous woman problem, and I would love to see them actually take steps to solve it this year.
2: Mm. Um, Especially, I mean, we, we've got this thing where Iris is estranged from her family, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the... the yeah. The sad way to do that would be, like, we don't see her for several episodes, right? Like, that would be the, yeah. the lame way to do it, versus, like, Barry finding out what's going on with her, and and, and presumably Barry being yeah. Barry, trying to help her with that, right? Like, that could be interesting. Uh, versus, like, nope, there's yeah. a reason that she's not going to be around for a couple episodes, that would be kind of lame.
0: I don't know if Candace Patton has anything else in the docket, but that's a good yeah. point. Um, I hope we, and, and as far as season three hopes and dreams, I hope we see Wally step in as a backup flash. Um, if you remember, there was uh Jesse quick. She had on her little metahuman detector in season two, and it did beep when it was around him. So that does suggest that there's something going on. Um, oh. And I would like to, I would like to see Barry get more backup. Um, That's one of the things that I thought worked really well. And and I keep comparing this to Arrow when they're actually different shows. And I know that, but one of the things that works best in Arrow is the fact that Oliver does bring in other people to work his backup and it provides him with a little less of this. I walk the lonely road of justice type thing. And Barry has his pit crew with Cisco and Caitlin, but it would be nice to see him work with somebody like as a peer too, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody who's also a speeder. Um, one of my favorite sequences in this episode was when he was like, you know, we're gonna fight on my flank, you get it? <laughs> and, and he explains how that works to him. And I thought it must be such a pleasure for for him and for Kid Flash to be able to have somebody else who's got their back. And I'd love to see that more. I'd love to see that more. You know,
2: I am not super excited that there's going to be more speedster villains. Uh, I don't no. know how big a point of the, the next season that will be. Uh, I mean, it looks interesting that there may be maybe this this alchemy. Uh, Dr. Alchemy is a, a the name of several villains in the uh, uh, in the DC comics. Uh, I haven't looked into which version this is. Maybe that is interesting as kind of a like he's frequently kind of a mystic uh, villain who mm-hmm. maybe he's working with the rival. And that, that that is ultimately way more interesting to me than just the rival is a speedster jerk. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> I did go and I I have never read a comic the rival appeared in he's from like like the 40s he's actually like the original uh flash uh speedster villain from the 40s yeah. and the premise the name is that, like kind of gave that away Yeah he's there's mm-hmm. he, he is a scientist who figures out like the same formula and he uses the formula on himself he also gives it to other people like other criminals but you could imagine that could also be a way like basically if tapping into the speed force gets a little bit easier maybe Maybe a Wally can get it, or maybe a bunch of other short-term villains can get it. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I would always love to see more Gorilla Grodd. Maybe, maybe some King Shark. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I would love. We to did see, see
0: King Shark in the in the montage.
2: Yeah, though that was that was past King Shark, right? That was that was. Uh, I live, uh,
0: I live in hope. I live in hope. You know.
2: Yeah. Um, King Shark found. There's footage, always more but, King Sharks in the sea. Yeah. yeah. Um But yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super excited about. I. I think. I mean. I, I'm excited this show is back. It was great. I missed it. I'm trying not to dwell too heavily on my memories of how season two ended. Uh, yeah. because, because those memories, I, they ain't great. So I feel like this,
1: well, this episode shows also how kind of boring uh, speedster fights are, right? Because speedster fights mm-hmm. are like, there's I'm lots of lightning tracks everywhere. Yeah. And then occasionally yeah. there's a slow-mo shot where they're just like punching. Yep. yeah, and then oh. they run around again. It actually gave me a great idea, by the way. And so this is a—if mm-hmm. you want to use this, you got to pay me seven hundred thousand dollars. But it's a great idea. that <laughs> I think the um, the M- the uh, uh, UFC needs to do, which is um, which is run fighting, or if you want to call it fight running, that's also okay. Mm-hmm. Which is that <laughs> two, two people are running really fast, but they're also like punching each other while they're running. And it's a punching. race. Oh yeah, it's a track it and fist. Yeah, exactly. So it's a race and the, the, in the end you need to cross the finish line, but yeah. you can you can like punch the other person while you're running. Because I feel like that's basically what all these speedster fights are and it's mm-hmm. not it's really not yeah. that interesting Cause, after cause a while because we've seen them 400 all.
0: meter a 400 meter relay brawl yeah. would
1: where, be. Where, where just, you guys guys where where you, yeah.
0: where you hand off the baton and you brutally beat your opposition
1: with. You see, it I think you need to find investors yeah. and get that $700,000 yeah. for this idea and then uh, yeah. make it a make it a thing.
0: Well, what I'm thinking is, you know that speedsters can vibrate through solid material. So I guess my question is, how come Barry hasn't fought a speedster yet and just vibrated his butt into a wall, where like it ends because the speedster's head and shoulders and heart are sticking out? And they're like, "Okay, okay, we've had our fun, but I am now part of a wall." And Barry's like, "Too bad. You get to go to my secret rendition cell on the third floor uh. of uh, the, the Star Labs." Um, you know, like they, the running and the punching is, I guess, it's easy to choreograph. But if you are faster than than if you can vibrate into things then then why aren't you using that when you fight Yeah um, I just
1: like I lo- I think yeah. I like villains where its Barry's speed is matched against something else and he has to figure out how to yeah. speed like solve a this problem gorilla.
2: Exactly yeah.
0: Or or like Mirror Master um, yeah. which I find it which is another one that's interesting or um you know Captain Cold is another one where he's like well I've slowed you down uh, I like those guys Yeah, uh, and I would like to see more things like that And you know I I would love to see um you know, I, I wouldn't mind if this is the season where Barry has to process his grief and work through it, and then also choose to be the Flash. Because, like you said earlier, Jason, he's been really kind of passive with a lot of this stuff. Like, he got hit by the Speed Force when he was doing chemical things during the Star Labs explosion. And that turned him into the hero, but he never chose it. And in this episode, he doesn't choose things. He passes out, and Yobard Thon does things. So, it would be interesting if Barry had to grapple with both grief and, um, agency yeah. this this season i would like to see something oh there like it is that.
1: there's that word sorry that was my Mo's impression
0: yeah oh agency yeah wow you did a good most impression too that was very very startling <laughs> i listened to
1: every episode of the flashcast lisa I all of
0: okay. <laughs> and um you know i'm ready to be charmed by this show again if that makes sense um yeah but i i think at this point you've got You've got a character who's nearly thirty, and so it's probably time for him to start being more of an active agent in his own an, act, an active agent in his own life.
1: That's what I want. That's why I want Jay Garrick to be superhero dad for him. That is yeah. on my list of things for season three. Is you know I want more yeah. Wells because I think I think Tom Cavanaugh's great, and I want to see more Wells. But I want to see John Wesley Shipp. Talk about stunt casting. That's actually worked out really well. They cast him just because he was a mm-hmm. Flash in the nineties but he, he he's done well as Barry's dad, right? And so as Jay Garrick, yeah. he's Barry's superhero mentor. And I, I want this to be Barry coming of age and kind of embracing being the Flash and learning what it is from somebody who, who knows what it's like to be the superhero and have to carry that weight.
0: Yeah, cuz cause, cause they imply in season 1 that he's one of the found- he's the foundation of the Justice League. Like he ultimately programs what will become Gideon. He's instrumental in founding the Justice League and there have been all these visual cues dropped from the fresco in the police department right. to how people from the future regard him and it's We've had two seasons of Barry as this adorable man child who's all, I can go fast and I'm I'm a good guy. And I would like to see him now be like, okay, now it's time to get down to the serious business of deciding what I stand for and how I'm going to fight for it yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, and go from there.
2: Just figure out what that statue in front of that museum is going to look like. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) And, and, and like I said, I, I would hope that both Iris and, um, caitlin are done done right this season and also there's the scientist lady played by amanda pays
1: yes I, I would love <laughs> to see her come back because she was a good i thought she was a good like yeah. wells proxy as like mm-hmm. science uh-huh. advisor
0: yeah bring her on board man because yeah. they, they should have somebody like that
2: and you, i guess she is also a f- 90s flash uh she,
1: callback john wesley ship and amanda pace were the stars of the the cbs and
2: Flash the uh, the guy who was Barry's boss in the alternate universe in this episode was also from the Flash, from the '90s wow. Flash. I, I now know oh. via this show a lot about the '90s Flash without it, I think ever having seen a complete episode of it. So maybe I'll yeah. correct. Maybe I'll correct that someday. Uh, but maybe someday. Not. someday
0: Maybe that maybe that'll bear our summer watch project next summer. Watch
2: those maybe. Mark Hamill episodes,
1: maybe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very so. Tim Burton Batman those episodes. So yeah. the, those are that, mm-hmm. that season of the Flash. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that in college. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So we ended on a quasi-optimistic note, talking about what we have hopes for for season three. It's nice to know we're not burned by this show. And you know, if we were, we'd probably stop podcasting about yeah, it because um, sure. we don't traffic we don't traffic in negativity here. So nope. that was it. So I'm excited it's back, um, faithful listeners. I think we're going to try to do what we did this in season two, where. For really big se- for really big episodes, we'll push an episode. We'll push a podcast live, and uh, otherwise, we'll probably go about two episodes at a time. This lets us see what develops, and this keeps us from uh, breaking our backs every Thursday. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all for coming back for Flash Flashcast, and thanks to uh, Jason Snell for for popping in. Goodbye, nerds. And thanks to Tony Sindelar, who suggested all of my favorite segments this time out.
2: Also goodbye, nerds.
0: Okay, and we'll see you next time guys.
1: Don't worry if you break your back on a thursday because you'll be you'll be fine by Friday because it's the flash <laughs> sing. <laughs>